Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it really means the world to me. Uh, as I've mentioned before, these, these are humble beginnings, but really a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying this. And I do really appreciate uh, you guys who are leaving reviews, ratings, comments, and um, subscribing to the podcast. All of it really, um, it helps me. It encourages me along the way. But it really helps us get the word out. And I, I so believe that there are hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of men out there who need this kind of messaging, who are, who are looking for help, who want to grow in their sexuality. And I am really passionate about getting the word out there. So it just, it means the world. And I wanted to share a comment that I got from one of the listeners um, who uh, just connected with me on Instagram and um, I just I wanted to read this out for two reasons. One, it was a huge encouragement to me. Um, but two, I think it really shows uh, just the value of the podcast. And um, and it shows that, you know, I'm not just saying like, oh, yeah, thanks for the comments when nobody's commenting. People are actually sending me messages. So these aren't made up uh, little claims. Anyway, this this was this message. Uh, I like the podcast because you don't come across as rigid or black and white. Rather, you credit the listener with their own intelligence and allow for nuance, and that's what real life is like. Also, the fetish episode was a pretty brave one. Even the honesty with which you shared, um, it says, oh, pardon me, even the honesty with which you started it by saying it feels weird, even saying the word was great and highly relatable. Um, that's right. So we did an episode on uh, on fetishes, and um, yeah, I, I, I think it's important to just be honest about these subjects, you know, not to pretend that uh, that I've got it all figured out. And uh, for me, some of my upbringing, like I just have a lot of discomfort around certain terms and certain things that are, um, you know, just related to sexuality. So I'm, I'm still growing in that area. I'm still breaking out of the shame. And uh, it's fun to be on this journey with you guys. So I just thank you for this comment. Uh, I'll, I will not identify you. Um, because uh, I'll protect your privacy, but I, I really appreciate it. it. It means so much to me. And uh, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, for the episode, uh, this episode rather, I wanna I wanna dig into uh, a subject that that's come up in um, a couple of different forums lately. Um, some of it's been like speaking engagements, and other of it's been uh, with my coach, uh, my group coaching, and uh, even my one on one client. We've been talking about uh, this quite a bit. I and I I guess I only have one one on one client. I I've mentioned this before, but I don't take on a lot of one-on-one clients. I'm very selective. Um, I'm just, I'm super picky and I, I really only do uh, a few one-on-ones uh, in a year, really. So anyway, um, with uh, with all these uh, different forums, uh, one of the subjects that's been coming up is the subject of attraction. And, you know, attraction is actually a multivariegated subject. You have, you know, like same-sex attraction um, or just uh opposite sex attraction, you kind of have that, that division. And then there's another like, subject of, well, uh, is it okay to be attracted to to people? Um, how far can you go in your attraction to someone? And we've talked a little bit about that here on the podcast. And then uh, I guess another branch of it is 
um, is managing attraction when you see attractive people. And so I've shared about some of my experiences. Uh, I live in an area that's right by the beach. So I see a lot of skin and just a lot of people who, who are attractive. There's an attraction there. And talking about, you know, how you handle that with wisdom and with care. Um, but all that, of course, is is really for people that you you know, you don't really see over and over again. These are strangers. These are kind of one-off experiences. But recently, we've been talking about what happens when you're attracted to somebody that you see on a regular basis. So a colleague, a friend, uh, maybe it's like, a, you know, um, somebody who that you receive services from, like a physiotherapist or a doctor or... Um, you know, that that kind of a thing. It doesn't even have to be a medical service. It could be like your accountant, uh, your lawyer, your paralegal. Um, what do you do when you're seeing somebody on a regular basis that you're attracted to and maybe for whatever reason you don't want to pursue a relationship with them? Maybe um, it's it, you're attracted to, uh, you know, the wrong type, so to speak. Uh, maybe you're dealing with same-sex attraction. You don't want to act on it. Um, maybe it's that you're attracted... Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples here. You're attracted to somebody that is actually a viable option for you, but you're just not in a position to pursue a relationship. There's lots of different scenarios where we find ourselves attracted, but we don't really want to act on it. And of course, um, if it's just a stranger, like it's not that big of a deal. You just kind of move on with your day and keep walking. But when it's somebody that you're seen on a regular basis and maybe when it's somebody that you have to interact with uh, for professional reasons or otherwise, that's a bit of a different ball game. So I, I want to dig into this a little bit and uh, just share some of the, the top advice that I've been giving my clients and that I've been offering to you know people who are listening to my messages and that kind of thing. So there's, there's really two areas of attraction that I want to focus on specifically. And there's lots of different arguments. Uh, You can go and do your own research. I highly encourage you to do that. Um, There's lots of, sorry, there's lots of different arguments to kind of, you know, what kind of attraction um, and yeah, the different layers of attraction and all that kind of stuff. But I basically keep it simple and I put it into two camps. You have physical attraction and you have emotional attraction. So Physical attraction is obvious. There's something about the person's appearance that draws you, that that makes you um, kind of magnetizes you to the person. You want to, you feel pulled to them or compelled. And it's purely for physical reasons. It, it is something visible, something tangible. Um, physical in this case could even be that like you can't necessarily identify the exact thing that attracts you to them, but you just know there's something about the way they appear, the way they conduct themselves, the way they dress, whatever it might be, mannerisms. Um, You know, there's all kinds of little things and major things that make somebody physically attractive. Emotionally is referring more to the connection of personality, a common interest, uh, similar passions and ambitions and desires in life. And often our, our attraction is very much driven by the emotional patterns that were formed in childhood with our, uh, our guardians. Uh, assuming you had parents, but uh, not everybody gets to grow up with their parents. Uh, but whoever it was that raised you, whoever was your female authority and your male authority, those people have created imprints or patterns for connection. And, and yes, those do impact 
attraction and and how we are attracted to other people. So those are important attributes to be aware of. Uh, but I just wanted to mention these these two camps here. We have physical attraction, and that's uh, kind of what guys will pay a lot of attention to and talk about more comfortably. Uh, but emotional attraction is just as real and. Honestly, it's a bigger driving force than physical attraction. It doesn't matter what you tell yourself. Emotional attraction is always at play. And on the other side of marriage, you hear all the time about guys being like, oh my gosh, I married my flipping mom. Like, what the heck? Um, It happens way more often than you realize. But of course, we're very focused on the physical attraction and some of the more external components in the early stages of relationship. And then as you go further in, you delve a lot more deeply into the internal elements and you realize, okay, yeah, there were clearly some emotional patterns that were at play here. So if you're single, that's nothing to be worried. Uh, so pardon me, it's nothing to be worried about. Rather, it is just something to be aware of. Um, and it, and it's the best thing you could do is simply acknowledge that emotional um, emotional life is just a part of attraction. It's, it's in the mix. Whether you can detect it or not, it's there. All right. So when you acknowledge that you're attracted to somebody and there's, there's, this is somebody that you're going to see on a regular basis, the first thing you want to identify is, is this physical attraction or is this emotional attraction? And usually guys will cop out and say it's both. So if it's both, which is fine, then you need to answer which one is predominant. There is, there is definitely one that is predominant. So is it physical or emotional? And if it's both, which one is predominant? Okay, so start there. And that's going to give you some useful insight into what you can and cannot handle in the interaction. Now, where I'm going with this is basically if you identify that you're attracted to somebody and you do not want to pursue a romantic relationship with them, whatever the reason may be, you have to set a boundary. That's just the honest truth. You have to set a boundary. Now, boundary is kind of like this dirty word. And you probably think I'm saying like you have to cut that person out of your life. Don't look at them. Don't think about them. Don't even pick up their aroma when you're working in the office together. You know, like uh, that's what people think when they hear boundary. Just so you know, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about a boundary, some sort of parameter, some sort of criteria that is going to protect you so that you don't get swept up in your attraction and do something that you do not want to do. Boundaries executed correctly are protective in nature. They, they empower all parties involved in the safest possible manner. And when they are executed poorly, they do the opposite. They compromise safety. They, uh, they tarnish the protection and the integrity of the connection between the two individuals and one or both parties involved will end up hurt and making poor decisions. So we want to do boundaries correctly. Now, if you've identified that um, that you're well, actually, hold on before I before I go back to the physical emotional thing, let me just mention uh, the two things that we really want to assess when you lay a boundary is frequency and longevity of exposure. So, um, so frequency. Let me actually phrase that a little bit differently frequency of interaction and length of interaction. Okay. So look, if you, um, if you kind of have this, this crush on somebody or you have this attraction on someone and you're not really interacting with them much. And when you interact, it's small, it's just small talk. It's just a little bit of chit chat here and there. 
that's not really going to do too much. It's very unlikely that your attraction is going to develop and lead you to bad places with that other person. So that that is what I mean by um, the frequency of interaction and the length of interaction. So if you interact with them a lot, if you're talking to them multiple times a day, or when you talk to them, you guys are talking uh, for a long time, that is really dangerous. Now, one of the clients that I was speaking with uh, in the past, you know, uh, we were talking about this and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we, we do talk for a long time, but we, we only talk about work stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could be talking about, uh, you know, like, it, honestly, it, you could be talking about anything that seems completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But all it takes is just time together and the bonding chemicals start to get released in your body. Your brain starts to form a connection. So it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Don't try the cop out. You want to monitor the, monitor the longevity. Now, uh, what I mean is that like, you know, for me, I've had this where I've had interactions with people that I have some attraction to. Um, and what I try to do is I try to make sure that our conversations are pretty brief and that if our conversations are, are maybe going a little bit longer than just the initial, Hey, how's it going? What's new? Or, um, you know, we're talking about a project. I just make sure that I'm very aware of, okay, yeah, this is probably going a little bit too long. And then I just wrap it up and you can do it professionally. You don't have to be awkward about it. Um, oh, it's been so good talking. I really got to get back here. I was doing some other stuff or, you know, I got to get to my next thing. Uh, whatever it is, people are always going to be understanding, but, um, but definitely nip those things in the bud, nip the interactions in the bud before things go too far. Now, frequency is the other thing. And this is really, um, another interesting one, uh, because there's kind of two components to this. You're, you want to monitor the frequency that you talk to somebody. Now there's going to be some things beyond your control. Like if you're working on a project with another person, you guys are going to have to interact and that's just the way it is. And that's where the longevity piece becomes critical. You have to really draw a firm line on the longevity piece if the frequency is high. Um, now, if the frequency maybe isn't that high, that's a, that's a good thing. And if it's as in like if frequency is not built into your work, you know, you don't, you're not forced to interact with them. That's a really good thing. What you want to do in, in those cases though, is you want to be careful of you going out of your way to initiate interactions. And you have a lot of control in this area, way more than you think, because usually what we do when we find somebody attractive is we start hovering around their high trafficked areas. You know, we just happen to be where they were and that kind of thing. And when you're pursuing somebody, hey, that is totally fine. Go for it. But when you don't want to pursue anything with this individual, you need to pay very close attention to when you're doing that. Uh, you're going to catch yourself doing it subconsciously where it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize I was, you know, taking the long route back to my desk or um, kind of hanging out in this area a little bit more, interacting with this person's friends a little bit more, uh, hoping that they would come by. You want to really be careful and really monitor those things closely. And again, you want to nip them in the bud. Now, you don't have to be cold about it, but you do have to be intentional. And um, and there are, again, there are professional ways to do this where it doesn't feel uh, like you're completely pushing a person away or that you're like totally rude or whatever. And this is this kind of takes us to probably the last point here, which is that you really want to pay attention to your internal state. That is what you're always monitoring, because, of course, we can we can like limit our 
interactions with the person, the, num- the number of interactions, the length of the uh, interactions, but we can go home and obsess about that person and think about them and fantasize about them and whatever else. And then of course, we, we're still not really doing ourselves any favors. So this is where journaling comes in really handy and your spotter comes in really handy as well. Because you want to have outlets. Now, Spotter is what we call our accountability partners here in Deep Clean. But um, you want to have those outlets, outlets where you can talk about what's going on. You can kind of dissipate the attraction, so to speak, as in it doesn't become this thing you obsess over and it just it becomes very um, momentous and it's all you think about it and you try to tell yourself to not think about it. But, you know, that makes you think about it more. Um, once you start talking to people about it, once you start getting it out of your system, it will dissipate and you will be able to move on from the experience. Uh, I've talked to God about it before. So I've journaled like, you know, God, I'm really, um, I'm finding this person very attractive. Um, I'm seeing them more frequently or I'm having more interactions with them. And um, I just want to let you know it's bringing God into it. And then it's asking God, is there anything that I can do um, practically to maybe assist with the situation to make sure this doesn't become something damaging. And, you know, God is very practical. He's no problem giving you those insights. And if you follow our journaling methodology, as we've laid it out um, in a previous podcast, I'll link to the show notes. I, I forget which one it was that I laid that out. Um, you will find uh, that God will speak and he'll give you some really clear guidance. So, um, so let me just kind of summarize and bring this all together. If you're in a situation where you find yourself attracted to somebody that you don't want to pursue anything further with, the first thing you want to do is you want to identify, is the attraction physical or emotional? And I just realized that I, I left something out, which is that if it is physical, um, the, the frequency part becomes really important. So let, let me just add this into our summary. If um, first you identify, is it physical or is it emotional? If it is emotional, you need to be very careful about the frequency and you need to be very intentional about speaking to people about it. It could be journaling where you're doing it privately between you and God, or it could be in a more um, you know, open forum with men, other men that you trust, mentors, pastors, leaders, small group leaders, uh, trusted friends, whatever it might be, talk to them about it and get their advice on it. How do you handle when you're attracted to other people and you don't want to pursue anything? Get their tips, but talk to other people about it. It's going to be very liberating. Okay, if the attraction is more physical, uh, you want to pay careful attention to the frequency, the frequency of of your interactions with the person. That is going to be really critical. Now, we always monitor regardless the frequency of interaction and the longevity of interaction. Best practices are to limit both, limit the frequencies and limit the longevity as soon as our, our interactions go beyond a few minutes, as soon as they go beyond the professional realm or the purpose for which you're interacting, uh, that is when you enter a dangerous territory and you're going to start to develop emotional attraction. You're going to increase that emotional connection and that's going to that's gonna really make it a lot harder. So just catch it early and make the right decisions early. Last thing is to be self-aware. Pay attention to your attraction and make sure that you are finding those outlets where you can process your emotions, process the attraction, and really um, just bounce bounce what's going off of, off of other people. So I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I just want to drive some of these fundamental points home. I think they're really, really important, and I don't want you to miss out on them. And I'll just leave you with this as a kind of a closing uh, element. Uh, this is actually the same client that I referenced earlier. He said that one of his mentors um, had told him that attraction equals time plus attention. 
Attraction equals time plus attention. So if you can learn to manage your time, that's what we talked about, right? Length of frequency and, um, pardon me, frequency of interactions and longevity or length of interactions. That's the time part plus attention. So how you're managing uh, both the way you interact with them and the way you think about them afterwards or the frequency you think about them, all that kind of stuff. Managing those two things is going to really help you stay in control of the attraction. And of course, that's what freedom is always about. It is about staying in control, staying responsible and maintaining ownership of your decisions, of your actions and of your thoughts. So, hey, I hope you found this helpful. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And if you want more tips like this and you really want to engage on a deeper level, I encourage you to go to my website, sign up for my mailing list. It's completely free. We don't charge you anything. You get that delivered to your inbox every Thursday morning and you're going to get a lot more tips like this with a lot more depth and some other great resources in there as well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.